This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Policies and procedures on gifts and business entertainment. If one were to reflect upon the providing of gifts and business entertainment to foreign government officials, one might reasonably conclude that after 40 years of FCPA enforcement, companies might follow its prescriptions regarding gifts and business entertainment. However, there have been some notable FCPA enforcement actions in this area, literally up to the 2022. FCPA guidance clearly stated that the FCPA does not ban gifts and business entertainment. Indeed, it specified a small gift or token of esteem or gratitude is often appropriate way for businesses and business people to display respect for each other. Some hallmarks of an appropriate gift giving are when the gift is given openly and transparently, properly recorded in the gift giver's books and records, providing only to reflect esteem or gratitude and permitted under local law. Items of nominal value, such as cab fares, reasonable meals, entertainment expenses, or company promotional items are unlikely to improperly influence an official, and as a result are not, without more, items that could have resulted in enforcement by the DOJ or SEC. What does the FCPA itself say? While not prohibiting payment of any money or thing of value to a foreign government to obtain or retain business, the FCPA arguably permits incurring certain expenses on behalf of these officials. There is no de minimis provision. The presentation of a gift or business entertainment expense can constitute a violation of the FCPA itself if this is coupled with corrupt intent to obtain or retain business. As with most matters FCPA, there is little direct guidance on what conduct may step over the line. Of course, there's always the gut check test, which simply measures if it feels wrong in your gut, it probably is. It is something to always keep in mind in any circumstance. Opinion releases. Somewhat surprisingly, there are not any recent DOJ opinion releases over the past 10 years dealing with the values for gifts and business entertainment under the FCPA. However, there are three opinion releases from the early 1980s that can provide some guidance to current practitioners. In 8201, the DOJ approved the gift of cheese samples made to Mexican government officials by the Department of Agriculture of the state of Missouri to promote the state's agricultural products. However, the value of the cheese to be presented was not included in the opinion release. In opinion release 8102, the DOJ approved a gift of its packaged products from Iowa beef 
Packers Inc. to officials from the Soviet Ministry of Foreign Trade. The total value of the samples presented was estimated to be less than $2,000. And it was averred that individual sample packages would not exceed $250 in value. The final opinion release relating to gifts is 8101. In this release, Bechtel sought approval to use the SVV Group, a multinational organization headquartered in the Philippines and comprised of separate firms in 10 Asian nations and Saudi Arabia, which provided auditing, management consulting, project management, and tax advisory service. SGV desired to solicit business on behalf of Bechtel, who had proposed to reimburse for SGV the gifts expenses incurred for business solicitation. Regarding the reimbursement of gifts by Bechtel, the DOJ stated, expenses for gifts or tangible items of any kind incurred without Bechtel's prior written approval will only be reimbursed where such expenditures are permitted under local law. The ceremonial value of the items exceeds its intrinsic value and the cost does not exceed $500 per person. Policies and Procedures for Gifts and Business Entertainment. Based upon the FCPA language and relevant opinion releases, and allowing for inflation over the past four years, it would appear that it would be reasonable that a company can provide gifts of value up to $1,000. The guidelines should include, the gift should be provided as a token of, of esteem, courtesy, and return for hospitality. Nominal value, but no greater than $1,000. No gifts in cash. The gift shall be permitted under both local law and guidelines of the governmental agency. The gift should be a value which is customary for the country involved and appropriate for the occasion. The gift should be for official use rather than for personal use. The gift should showcase the company's products or contain the company's logo. The gift should be presented openly and with transparency. The expense for the gift should be correctly recorded on the company's books and records. Based upon the FCPA language, there are no opinion releases on this point. There is no threshold that a company can establish the value for business entertainment. However, I believe there are clear guidelines which should be incorporated into your business expenditure policy, which include the following. A reasonable balance must exist for bona fide business entertainment during official business trip. All business expenses must be re reasonable. The business entertainment must be permitted under local law and customer guidelines. The business entertainment expense must be commensurate with local custom and practice. It must avoid the appearance of impropriety and must be supported by appropriate documentation. The incorporation of these concepts into a compliance program is a good first step towards preventing potential violations from arising, but it must be emphasized they are only a first step. There must be procedures to implement these policies. At a minimum, you must require business justification from the business representative requesting to provide the gift or business entertainment. Next, it should be reviewed or approved by frontline compliance professional. Depending on the amount or the nature of the request, it may require CCO approval. The guidelines must be coupled with active training of all personnel, not only on a company's compliance program, but also on the corporate and individual consequences that may arise if FCPA is violated regarding gifts and business entertainment. Lastly, it is imperative that such gifts and entertainment must be properly recorded as required under the books and records component of the FCPA. And as always, do not forget the gut check test. So what are today's three key takeaways? First of all, Gibson Business con Entertainment continue to plague companies for compliance violations. Two, the key is not the amount, but having a policy and procedure and following it. And three, 
document, document is absolutely critical in this process, as it is always mandatory to record gifts and business entertainment properly, correctly on your books and records, labeling it as gifts and entertainment and not as something else which might appear that you are trying to hide something going forward. I hope you will enjoy the entire month on Written Standards and that you will listen in again where we explore another topic. If I could ask you to do, would you pass on to at least one person this podcast series on the nuts and bolts of compliance as I'm trying to expand my audience base to program. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow where I take up another topic in innovation and compliance. Thanks again for listening. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.